0: you are locked on kentucky your daily kentucky wildcats podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: Welcome to the Locked on Kentucky podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked on Kentucky. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56, along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And um, I literally just walked in the door within the last 20 minutes from uh, Indianapolis. I just got back from watching the heat take care of the Pacers up there in Indy Um, and I got to tell you my initial impression was that man it's been a long time since I've been to an NBA game and you you take for granted uh, what you actually see when you go in person because TV does not do it justice Uh, it just doesn't I, I think my last NBA game has to be like 25 years ago. I mean, I saw oh, the wow. Nuggets. Okay. Yeah, I saw the Nuggets play the Sixers when Allen Iverson was with the 76ers. And I remember then that I walked away from that game going, "My gosh, I had no idea what Allen Iverson goes through in a basketball game." I mean, he just put his body on the line. It it, it left an impression on me that I'll never forget and I had a new respect for Allen Iverson after that. Because they play 82 games uh, yeah, just in lot. the regular season, uh, and you see what these guys go through. It's a lot to get your body ready for that, and uh, I mean, that again, that was the last game I saw in the 90s in Denver, and so this was a Christmas present to our sons. We have twin 11-year-old boys who both play basketball, and... So the Christmas present was a box that had two Tyler Hero shirts in it, one for each of them, and four tickets to see the Pacers play the Heat. So that game was tonight, and we took them up there, and so we took them out of school early, and now they're going to bed uh, late. They slept in the car some too, but um, but they loved it. Um, we got down close enough to where they were within a few feet of Hero, um, but you know, they didn't get any pictures or autographs or anything like that, uh, which I was hoping. I was hoping I could maybe get them to get a picture with Bam or with uh, with Hero. But they still enjoyed it. Uh, as far as the game goes, I mean, Hero, he doesn't start. He still plays 26 minutes. Um, he has 19 points. He took the most shots of anybody on the team, 7 for 16, those 19 points, a team high, more than Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, um, Kendrick Nunn, Derek Jones Jr. was good, had more than him, but five of eight from three. Uh, to see him do it on that stage, uh, there was one that he hit a good four feet behind the, the, three, the NBA three-point line. Uh, he had another two-point shot where he just drives his man into the lane and does a little step back and just nails a jumper on him. It's just who would have thunk Tyler Hero when he committed to Kentucky would have turned out to what he was at Kentucky and then to go into the NBA and be one of the top rookies right away and a big contributor for this Heat team that's going to be one of the contenders for the title uh, in the East. Uh, Just amazing. And then you mentioned uh, right before we came on, what Bam Adebayo did, uh, Bam, again in person to see him and his his athleticism and ability to handle the ball. Like I was telling my son, who he he plays guard in in with one team, uh, and then he's moved to like a post player with his sixth grade team because he's one of the taller kids on that team, and so I'm t- showing him. I'm like, look, look how watch how Bam plays defense, and watch how he. You know handles the ball like you can be both a big and a ball handler you don't have to choose between them and they both complement one another and uh, we're trying to get him to like keep his hands up and be more active on defense like he stays in there but he doesn't have you know his hands up as much and his head's not like one eye on my man one eye on the ball type thing and uh, right. I swear I think he got something out of it by seeing it in person because we made sure we had pretty good seats we were like 20 rows off the floor and Banker's Life is a great, you know, good size, not too large arena, um, where you can you can, you know, see the action pretty good from, from twenty rows up. And so you mentioned uh, I mean Bam was eight of eleven, uh, shooting the ball at nine rebounds, four assists, and plus thirty one. Eighteen in twenty nine minutes. Plus thirty one <laughs> in twenty nine minutes. In a game they, they won by 14. Now, they were up by about 20 or 21, and then they put the second unit in, and that's how the Pacers kind of got – cut it to 14 anyway, the final scores. Because 14, it was more like 20, 21. The Heat were never – yeah, it was. they were uh, never threatened.
0: They were up 28 uh, going into the fourth quarter. So 28, you know. yeah.
1: It was just one of those things you're watching them play, and you look up and all of a sudden the Pacers are completely out of the game. Um, I by wasn't way, even really is, paying attention to the score. You the, know?
0: Other, the other thing, the other guy you got to see was Arvidas Sabonis's kid.
1: Oh my gosh! Who was else.
0: ten of thirteen from the field, twenty-seven points, fourteen rebounds, six assists. Uh, he's a good player. I mean, yes, the, he is. The Pacers are decent, and uh, he's really
1: good. Without Victor Oladipo on the floor, Sabonis is by far their best player. I mean, without a doubt, he is. Uh, he's just so talented with the ball for a big man, the things that he can do. And he was going up against Myers Leonard, and Myers Leonard's no chump. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a large human. He is, and he is. his body fat's probably 8%, if that. I mean, to see him up close and in person, he is an impressive uh, specimen. Yeah. Myers Leonard
0: and his wife are real impressive. She, they, like, post all this stuff on social media. They have this, at least when he was out in Portland, like, they had this incredible gym in their house that, like, uh, they had, like, oh, wow. one of those big uh, roll-up, uh, like, garage doors to the outside, you know, probably oh, yeah. beautiful property. And uh, she would record these uh, videos where she would shoot two basketballs at the same time uh, and, like, make them at the same time. Wow. Uh, Is she a player? I think she well, at some point, at least in college, uh, uh-huh. I don't know his story super well. I just like went down that rabbit hole one day because he was like posting about it, uh, linked to her video. But they're like a super like fitness family, and Myers Leonard, as you mentioned, is like this just giant ripped dude. Um, yeah. But my, but my, that's sort of an aside to my great Myers Leonard story. I hope Brett Dawson is listening. He listens uh, a lot to the <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm pretty sure Brett. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brett was in there with me. We went, I think it was the very first pre draft thing I covered, and it was the one uh, 2012 for um, Anthony Davis and those guys, uh, the Combine. Um, And we were in this media workroom that was super crowded, and we were all working on our stories. And this TV guy, um, you know, it's almost all print people, and there's like one or two TV people in there, and this one TV guy gets up in this quiet room where everybody's writing and he's <laughs> from wherever I forget wherever My, Myers Leonard I shouldn't have forgotten where Myers Leonard he is played from. at Illinois
1: I believe uh, Right?
0: yeah I'm trying to remember if that's where he's actually from uh, yeah he's from he's from like Woodbridge Virginia okay and this guy gets up and he starts doing uh, his his Piece on Myers Leonard in the room really loudly, oh, yeah. and he keeps getting like one word of it wrong, <laughs> and so we're all trying to write our stories, and it's so he's just, rehearsing, yeah, just oh no, he's actually recording it, oh, and so over and over we just keep hearing three, two one myers leonard is from the, his family whatever it was it was this this spiel and we just like it, it i think it he took like 25 takes to get it oh my god because for i mean this was years ago but for for a few years brett and i could like quote the first like two sentences of this <laughs> tv stand up to each other because I, I hope brett will will message me what it was but like three two, one. Myers Leonard. uh, I'm going to text him right now. I'm going to, I'm going to get this before, uh, before we finish the podcast. But so this is a total aside. I mean, we're really way on a tangent. This has very little to do with Kentucky other than we were there to cover the pre-draft stuff for Anthony Davis. And we ended up getting this just over and over and over and over again. Three, two,
1: one. Myers Leonard. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Well, it's it's good that the story ended there because we got to get to a break anyway. We've uh, we've rambled on here about NBA for the uh, first ten minutes of this podcast, but uh, we'll talk some Kentucky basketball when the Locked On Kentucky podcast continues.
0: You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats
1: podcast. Okay, back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast, and uh, we spent that first segment much of it talking about the uh, the Heat and the Pacers. There was one other point I was gonna make about the game uh, that maybe, oh, oh, I completely forgot about this. Okay, so it's a blowout game at this point. Um, and it's well, second half, third quarter. And so, I mean, the Heat's just doing what it wants to do and what they wanna do. And and so Jimmy Butler goes, goes driving in um, for a layup and TJ McConnell, of all players, like grabs his arm like, he sees that it's clearly going to be an easy layup for Jimmy Butler, but it's not a breakaway. It's in half-court offense. He grabs his arm, and but, and, it, and it swings Butler around. And when Butler swings back around, he winds up coming to the back of McConnell, and he is already squared up with his fist clenched, ready to punch him as McConnell turns around. And when McConnell turns around, he sees that, and they're going chest to chest, and like Butler puts his like face on McConnell. Uh, maybe on his chin or, I mean, he's, they're, they're, you know, chest to chest. So they break that up, double technicals, and then the foul on McConnell. So they take a few minutes to sort all that out. And, I mean, Jimmy Butler's going to be pushed away. I mean, he's pushed all the way to the other end of the court, and he's still just yelling stuff at McConnell. I mean, he was hot. But at this point, I, I tell my sons, I'm like, look, you know, they should take each player out of the game, let them cool off, and not let them go back in and play. Well, they, of course, that's not what happens. They they resume play, because it wasn't a shooting foul. It winds up being a foul on the floor. So they go right back to playing, and McConnell is on Butler, and Butler gets the ball, and McConnell comes up, and he's trying to pop the ball out, reach around and pop the ball out from oh Butler. Boy. And Butler just lays his shoulder into him on a drive and knocks him back. And... That's a foul on Butler, but then McConnell goes nuts, and he gets another technical, and he's gone. And then Butler walks away and, like, kisses him goodbye and smooches at him. And so for the rest of the game, every time Butler touched the ball, the place just booed louder than ever. But it brought excitement to a blowout game uh, with, you know, a little bit of uh, antics between the two of them.
0: I I, I don't understand how people don't love the NBA. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. I mean, the, now the, it's expensive. That was an it expensive, expensive. Uh,
1: thing to go do. But you I could mean, get it, tickets for like ten bucks in the nosebleeds, but our tickets were a little more pricey.
0: I mean, at this point, it's it's also expensive to to uh, to go to a college game. So um, yeah. But I mean, as you mentioned, like seeing it in person. Um, I don't think we. Appreciate that enough, like just how big and ridiculous and athletic all these guys are. That you don't maybe don't maybe you don't get it. It's like seeing it on television, Um, but they are like circus freaks. Like 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 the tenth guy on the bench would dominate the every dude that's playing at Kentucky right now. Right, (laughs) you know, I mean, they're just they're ridiculous.
1: Yeah, because my boys have been to a Kentucky game and. I mean, they're, you know, impressed with Kentucky. But then to go to this game, there, there was definitely another impression. That Good was, for them. That's, that's a yeah. fun experience for them. Yeah, to see them. And one other thing is I'm looking at the end of the, the heat bench, and this guy that's on the end of the bench looks old as hell. He just, every timeout or every break, he just keeps coming up and talking to, like, one of the assistants or one of the other coaches and, or talking to one of the players. And he just looks like a coach himself, the way he's acting. It's Udonis Haslam, who was born in 1980. I mean, so he's 39 years old over there, and he looks every bit of 45, uh, sitting on the heat bench. And I, I, he didn't play a single minute, but I guess he's just there to be, you know, he's still being a veteran presence. And then he appears to be, you know, wanting to get into coaching the way he was, you know, interacting with their assistants. So, oh,
0: that's that's crazy that he's still there. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: All right, so um, Kentucky, as far as this Kentucky team and what's next for them, it's Alabama noon on Saturday, and Alabama uh, beat up Mississippi State. Alabama at home uh, whipped Mississippi State 90-69 to tonight. John Petty, uh, eight, and I say tonight, I mean, uh, what is this, Wednesday night? 18 points, six rebounds, three assists. For Alabama he's coming on he's I mean I can't believe he's stuck around but he has and uh he's looked pretty good so far this season and Mississippi State I thought I watched them against Auburn I thought they were pretty good uh but they didn't bounce back very well yeah that result was
0: uh pretty surprising 90 to 69 um and and really the the I guess it wouldn't have surprised me before the season but um Alabama has sort of surprised me in a negative way I thought with some of the talent they had coming back I thought because they had Nate Oates coming in who I think a lot of as a coach and and really got everything he could out of Buffalo um they won NCAA tournament games they won like 30 games his last two years and um you know they upset Arizona um in the first round of the NCAA tournament the year that they played Kentucky in the next round um I just thought Alabama was going to be like, oh, they're definitely an NCAA tournament team this year. Um, with Petty coming back, a blue chip recruit who's now a junior, uh, and Kyra Lewis coming back, five-star yeah. recruit who you know enrolled early last year and, and came back. Um, he kind of had to talk both those guys out of the transfer portal, and they've got some other pieces and brought in a nice recruiting class. I just thought Alabama was going to be a, a really good team. Um, and they've gotten off to kind of a rocky start, but those two guys I mentioned, Petty and Lewis, uh, mm-hmm. they were combined eleven of twenty shooting. Petty hit four three pointers in this game. He had uh, eighteen and six, and uh, Kyra Lewis had seventeen and eight with four assists. If those guys are playing well, they can challenge Kentucky a little bit. Well, maybe not in Rupp Arena, um, you know. But they're one of the handful of teams that's got a backcourt that you know can at least kind of go toe to toe with Kentucky a little bit right in terms just in terms of raw talent um, but i mean this <clears throat> the, the, this alabama team had some uh, weird early struggles they lost a game to penn uh, to open the season they lost to Rhode island uh, by f- 14 or 15 uh lost to carolina which is now just completely in the toilet uh, lost again tonight carolina's uh, one game from being one more loss from being 500 on the season north carolina um lost to Iowa State in a blowout. Um and then they they just absolutely crapped the bed against Florida the other night sure on did. the road. I mean they had a yeah. chance. What was it, a twenty point lead? Is that
1: right? Twenty one point lead with two minutes left in the first half. And lost in double
0: overtime. Mm-hmm. Um that was a bad one. Because if you if you finish that game off, um and then do what you did. You know, tonight against Mississippi State, you're 2-0 in the league. Uh, you know, you've got a huge road win. Um, so, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Alabama other than I, I would just tell you where, what I thought of them going into the season is I think they've got enough talent and they got a really good coach that they should be a good team. Um,
1: well, so it won't they surprise got... me if they play well Saturday at up. Well, they played well uh, Wednesday night, and they got, uh, I think, five different guys in double figures, one of them. Is James Bolden. And so I'm like, James Bolden. Is that? That's not Beetle Bolden, is it? It
0: is Beetle Bolden. Yes,
1: it's Beetle Bolden. He is a senior now. I did not realize he wound up at Alabama. Yeah. I just don't remember that I happening. had
0: sort of forgotten that, too. I mean, I did know that he had, but I had sort of forgotten that. So yeah, when well,
1: you throw him in the mix. Beetle Bolden, by the way, from Covington, Kentucky, for those of you who don't know. Um, and he, the last two games against Florida, he had 15 points coming off the bench, and then against Mississippi State, he had 11 points uh, coming off the bench. He can
0: shoot the three. I mean, that's, yes. a, that's a nice backcourt that they've got. You know, that's better than most people's, you know, backcourt. Uh, the other – I really do hope Brett Dawson is listening to this because uh, for whatever reason, uh, a couple of really, really funny, memorable things we've overheard together have now come up, and the other one involves uh, Beetle Bolden. And we were driving back <laughs> – do you, I think I've told no, you.
1: No, I don't know. No, okay. But it's just funny that it it, it comes up like it, this. But So we were driving back from
0: some road trip um, when Beetle Bolden was in high school. And he was young, I feel like. Because I feel like this was like the 2013, I think it might have been like after Kentucky got beat. Would that have made, would that timeline have matched up that like Kentucky right because they they lost in the in the NIT and that's part of the reason in the first round of the NIT and that's part of the reason that Calipari was around to see um Bolden, Dominique, uh, Dominique Hawkins oh, in the in right. the Sweet Sixteen yeah I think this was I think this lines up so I think like Bolden was like a sophomore in high school and he was already playing really well and they yes. were in the state playoffs. And we're driving through the mountains, and we're picking up some some rural radio station that is broadcasting Beetle Bolden's game. And Beetle, <laughs> Beetle Bolden makes a play, like, at the end of the game, some crazy play. And uh, the play unfolds. This guy is describing it, and he just goes, Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just, I, and I'm not doing it justice, but it was. Yeah, I can it hear was, it. It I was one of it. the one of the most beautiful sounds. I would give. We've talked about it a bunch. Like I would give so much money to get a recording of that call, like the whole call, just has the play unfolds and he makes the shot, beatle bold, and then he goes, "Oh Lord," <laughs> <laughs> whoever it was, we we fell apart. Uh, driving back from that game. So anyway, Beetle Bolton is a really good player. Uh, kind of a up and down player, and I don't think he left West Virginia on great terms. Um, but he's one of those guys who can get hot and go nuts. And and like the is he like the ultimate perfect candidate for the random guy that comes into Rupp Arena, you know, and throws in six or seven right. three pointers because you know he's played there before in the Sweet Sixteen. He's from the state. Um you know, this is his big opportunity playing against Kentucky uh, wouldn't shock me.
1: Yeah, so that, let's see, they would have played Dominique Hawkins, I think would have played against.
0: Maybe that's the game. Beatle Bolden. Yeah. Okay, so I
1: just found it. In uh, 2013, there's March 8th, 2013, Beetle Bolden with Covington Holmes plays Madison Central, the eventual state champ that year and Madison Central wins that game 65-61 in overtime because all through the tournament, Madison Central trailed like in every game and had to battle back and fight back and come back in every game, and that's what John Calipari saw in Dominic Hawkins is his will to win, as Calipari always says, because absolutely Dominic Hawkins put the team on his back many times and just had that won't-be-denied. Okay, uh, so...
0: So that's what it was because on uh, so on March the seventh, Kentucky had played at Georgia, and they were coming back home. Uh, they were coming back home randomly. They played a Thursday on the seventh, and then ended the season on, on on away, and ended the season two days later on a Saturday, the ninth, against Florida at home. So we were driving. We would have been driving back from Georgia on the eighth. On the day those guys played. So yeah. that makes sense. But uh, So
1: in the boys' sweet 16, that matchup between Dominic Hawkins and James Bolden. All right. Beetle Bolden goes 9 of 20. 5 of 9 from 3. 13 rebounds. 29 total points.
0: And that was at Rupp,
1: right? Yes. Dominic Hawkins, 10 of 27. um, 12 rebounds. 31 points. Yeah, so they went what, yeah. 31 points, 29 points, 12 rebounds, 13 rebounds, 9 of 20, 10 of 27.
0: Yeah, that that was uh, that's kind of coming back to me now that they had staged this sort of epic battle and this this radio guy mm-hmm. had had been taking an taking us on this wild ride the whole way and then he ended it on that uh or it may not. I guess it didn't end because it sounds, it sounds like Beatles team lost. But it was a, I believe it was a Beatle-Bolden play that prompted the, oh, Lord. Yeah, that was a Friday <laughs> quarterfinal so game. But,
1: yeah, wow. That's pretty cool to come up with that. I'm, I'm glad we meandered that way. But uh, we got to take another break, and we'll uh, one more segment coming your way here on the Locked on Kentucky podcast. This is Locked on Kentucky. Your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked on Kentucky podcast. Dan Reefer here in Lexington. And uh, Kyle, also in Lexington, where you you drove back from Athens on Wednesday. And I went to Indianapolis and came back also on Wednesday. And uh, we had some folks, a few folks on Twitter that uh, said after the Georgia game on Wednesday morning. So... Late game, equal no podcast. Somebody else, oh, so no podcast today? Because on Monday I had said, hey, guys, sorry, we didn't do a podcast today. You know, this week will be regular. You'll have it every morning. Uh, And then, you know, you were writing till late into the evening. And uh, by the time you were done, it was, you know, I was snoring. And so we we wound up doing it in the morning. But as we know, folks like to listen to this uh, first thing in the morning. And as we're talking right now, it is 117 a.m. Yes. Thursday morning. we are committed morning, to our so. people. We, we're yes.
0: going to get it to you. It'll be there waiting for you, and so, in a timely fashion. You're yes, welcome. you can
1: have your coffee and listen to us. So,
0: oh, uh, <laughs> what, here another Beetle Bowden note that's not so random and unrelated to the actual game Saturday. He has played Kentucky once. In his career, when he was at West Virginia, I he remember was, that he yep. was a freshman, and it was in Morgantown, and he scored 17 points in 17 minutes. Yeah, he had hit right. five uh, threes in that game. So keep a keep uh, an eye very much on Beetle Bolden uh, because they're going to have you know, and I would think Kentucky will rightly pay a lot of attention to to Lewis and um, uh, Petty. Yeah, John Petty. So, that's Bolden's a guy who could could kind of get get going against them.
1: Well, off the bench, um, uh, Jaden Shackelford had ten points uh, against Mississippi State in Alabama's win Wednesday night, and Bolden had eleven. So there's two guards coming off the bench uh, to go with Petty and Lewis. Where you've got what twenty one and thirty five, so fifty six points between those four among those four guards of the ninety. And then they got uh, forward Galen Smith gave him eleven points. So that was one of the things you noticed about uh, the game against Georgia the other night. Is Georgia had two guys who were able to, to put the ball in the basket um, and get into double figures, while Kentucky had four. And and when you see Alabama's spread out scoring, um, that that bodes well for a team uh, trying to beat Kentucky in Rupp Arena.
0: Yeah, they're gonna they're going to have to find somebody else. Uh, you know, if not a couple somebody else's Um, and you know, teams that teams that have, you know, several guys who they can get something from if they can get, you know, one or two of Kentucky's reliable guys disrupted or get one of those guys in foul trouble. We saw what happened when uh, Nick and Nate both got in early foul trouble. You know, what happens if that happened? If if the same thing happens early in the second half, the other night at Georgia, if Nick Richards gets a, a fourth foul early, uh, everything changes because he made some huge plays in that game. So um, it's going to have to happen soon. They are lucky that they're sort of getting to ease into SEC play a little bit, um, you know, as such as it is. I mean, the, these have been pretty good. Two pretty good opponents they've played already, and, and a decent one coming to town. But they they don't have Auburn still till February. Um, Auburn sort of had to squeak one out tonight um, against yeah. uh, Vanderbilt, but. I think Vanderbilt's better certainly a better team than it was a year ago. Um it seems like better coached right now and they've got a, a couple really good players. Neesmith is is really good. Um yeah. I think but,
1: he's the SEC's leading scorer at the moment. I tell you what.
0: You know, you talk about teams that could really put stress on Kentucky. Auburn is good, man. They are yeah. you know, even people, oh, they barely beat Vanderbilt, all these I tweeted about Auburn and all these Kentucky people are are like crapping on whether that's actually a good uh, win for Auburn or you know or if Auburn's any good. Uh, right, they're undefeated, and and the reason I I say you know they're going to be a problem one they got a bunch of guys back that contributed a ton of guys back even though they mm-hmm. lost a lot they contributed that Final Four team but they also have this freshman Okoro, who is a monster. Yeah, he's a he's a freshman. Uh, Top 50 player who had 23 points uh, on 6 of 9 shooting and 10 of 14 at the free throw line. He's a a grown man. He dunked all over a dude tonight. He's, I think, um, you know, he's averaging, yeah, 13 and 5 a game uh, for them. Uh, and then Austin Wiley is one of the best rebounders in the country, a, a yeah. guy that nobody thought would be around to be a senior. Was he a senior? I think I think Wiley's a senior now. Uh, I can remember Cal Feels Perry like going out to Colorado when Cal Perry had Wiley in Team USA camp, and, and Cal Perry was just drooling all over him, thought he was going to mm-hmm. you know dominate the SEC. He's had various issues with um, NCAA, run-ins with the NCAA over eligibility issues, and he's had injuries. But he's this massive dude, you know, former five-star recruit, a, a, an old-school, you know, uh, hulking, towering center. He had thirteen and twelve uh, in that game tonight. He's averaging basically a double-double, 11 and ten a game. Um, yeah. Auburn's Auburn's gonna gonna be a, a challenge for Kentucky. But but the nice thing is they. They have some, some of time. these other games, yeah. They, they have till February 1st before they've got to uh, figure out how to handle those guys.
1: Yeah. All right, well, since it is uh, so late, early, whatever you want to call it, um, we'll, we'll just wrap this thing up. we will call it and, a night. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it a night and uh, talk to you tomorrow. But uh, if you want to shout at us on Twitter, I'm at D-R-I-E-F-F-E-R. And Kyle is at? Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Hey, thanks for being up still when I got home, Kyle, so we can knock this
0: out. You're welcome, brother. I'm going to go pass out until probably about mid-morning tomorrow.
1: (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys.
0: You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry. I won't finish. You get the idea.